Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the AI Writers Podcast. I'm joined by Tom Holmes as usual. Tom, how are you? Yep, I am good, Leanne. It's good to be on with you as ever. And uh, uh, a midweek off, which is nice, uh, you know, between another great result at Cardiff and hopefully a great result at Arsenal. So, yeah, it's uh, all looking good on my end. How are you? Yeah, yeah um, good to have a week off, as you said. So nice for the players to get some kind of rest ahead of a big game against Arsenal. And joining us today is Scott. Scott, how are you? I'm all good, thanks, Leanne. How are you? Yeah, yeah, all good. Um, should be an interesting pod, this one, because we're going to focus today on two youngsters. Um, so Scott's written a really good article about Harry Wilson. So Harry Wilson is a, a player that I admire a lot. I've got a lot of views on him, um, which I know me and Tom have disagreed on in the past. So I'm really intrigued to get into this and, and to see uh, your thoughts, Scott. So do you want to talk us through your article and, and your Thoughts on Harry Wilson as a whole? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, I actually I don't know how many people know, but I I live in Derby um, and I'm a Liverpool fan, so it's quite interesting for me over the last sort of 24 hours to get a bit of perspective from a my friends and people that I just know from in and around Derby. So obviously Harry Wilson being on loan here with Frank Lampard at the moment. Um, I just think he's been touted around as probably you know one of the hot topics and one of the hot prospects to come out of Melwood in the last few years. And he's been one of those players where, from what we've seen of him when he's been on loan at Hull and now at Derby and his progress through the youth ranks in the under-21s, under-23s, he's looked really, really good and he's looked really impressive and Klopp has spoken highly of him as well. Um, and he's a player that keeps performing when he's on loan in the Championship. He, he had a really good spell with Hull. He's he's doing really good things for Derby. I've spoken to lots of Derby fans who are really impressed with him. Obviously, with him being such a youngster, they still say he's got stuff to learn, uh, which is inevitable in every young player's game. But he's a really exciting player, and all of his sort of attributes and his style of play, what makes his conundrum and his situation with, in terms of his Liverpool future so interesting is he really does seem like he could fit quite nicely into Klopp's way of playing, and he could be one of those players that either, you know, as we saw Coutinho do, either play within the front three or play within the midfield three or play as the playmaker in behind the front two or front three or whatever it is. He's a very versatile, creative, direct player. And I think that's one of the things that Klopp will be sort of looking at while he's out on loan at these clubs. But it's interesting to see where he will fit in in the future plans because Liverpool have got one of the best squads they've had for a long time now. So should... Should he be brought back to Anfield, say, January or the end of the season or whenever it is, he's going to have to compete with not only the players that Liverpool have at the moment, so the likes of Salamane, Firmino, Shakiri, Lalana, Oxlade-Chamberlain when he's back, 
and all the other midfield players we've got, the likelihood is that Liverpool are going to strengthen as well. So there's going to be even more players for him to fight for his place for. Um, and it's this interesting debate of do Liverpool bring him back? And if they bring him back, how often does he play? Does he become a bit part player from the bench? Does Harry Wilson want that for his future? Do they let him go out and loan again, where he's getting to the age of sort of mid to um, mid to early twenties, where he's you know really going to be wanting to push on in his own career and developmental wise, it would be good for him to start progressing further. So does he go out on loan again? Does he go? Is he sold to a perhaps a lower echelon Premier League club? Is he sold to a Championship club? Does he come back and play a part for Liverpool? It's a really interesting debate, and it's it's one that I've got a few, a few views on, and I'm sure that we're probably going to disagree on a little bit in this pod, but that's what it's all about, I guess. So, um, yeah, that's essentially what I thought, and for what it's worth, I think, should Harry Wilson be brought back to Liverpool, ideally in the summer, I think it'd be good for him to get a full season at Derby. Um, I think he could potentially play play a role um, for Klopp next season, because I don't think Lallana will be around after this season. I'd be surprised. Um so I think there could be a gap for him, but like I say, with signings to come in, it's it's, it's a really difficult. Yeah, I think you you summed it up really well there, and it's it's very interesting to think about because there are a lot of questions surrounding Harry Wilson, as you said there. It's it's not just a case of looking at the player and looking at the fact that he's done well on his loan spells, because at at some stages last season when I was watching him for Hull, I thought this is a guy who's probably had one of the most successful loan spells of Liverpool youngsters. Um, a lot of them, you know, they tend to go away, not get much game time, not build up a rhythm. But he he wasn't the case. You know, he was really making an impact at Hull City. And I thought potentially this is a player who's going to come back and, and try and wriggle his way in. And it didn't happen for him. So I guess the worry now, is, as you kind of alluded to there, is Liverpool are progressing. We've talked about it with other players such as Adam Lallana and how this team are progressing maybe without without Lallana. Lallana's being left behind. And so it's harder for youngsters like Wilson to break into that because when you've got such quality in the ranks, especially in attack now for Liverpool, it's hard for someone to, to kind of break into it. Um, I'm a big believer in Harry Wilson. I think he's a very, very good player. I think he's he's made an impact wherever he's gone. And this season, again, he's stepped it up. He's he's contributed some really, really good goals for Derby and all-round play as well, getting involved in it, pressing high. And it's it's sort of the performances that you could see in a Klopp side. You're absolutely right. Um, so, Tom, what, what are your thoughts? Because I don't think, um, if memory serves me well, you're as positive about Harry Wilson. Um, I'm not. I'm really happy he's doing well. I think he's a really decent player. I think he'll be really, really good at Derby. And I think when we inevitably flog him for 15, 20 million quid to a low-level Premier League side, it'll be really impressive there as well. But I don't think he's good enough to play for Liverpool. That's basically my view on it. Um, I think he's a really good player for what he is. But I think... As I've said before on the show, I think, you know, when you're talking about playing for Liverpool, especially in this current iteration of this side, you need to be more than just a really, really good footballer. You need to be different calibre. You need to be the sort of player who's going to literally be knocking Klopp's door in for a start. And I don't think he's doing that right now because he's not playing at a high enough level. The championship just isn't a high, a high enough level to sort of say that he's good enough to play for us. I just I just don't think it is. Um, I think... I th- here's my here's my take on it. I think if he was going to be playing for us, and if he was good enough to play for us, he'd be playing for us. That's the way it was with the likes of Trent, um, Gomez, Klopp got them straight in the first team setup and said to them, "You're going to be a first team player. You're going to be playing for the for Liverpool Football Club." What's Trent? 19, 20, 19, and he's already starting for us regularly. Gomez slightly older, but he's had his um his injury issues, and but there was never a doubt that they were going to be playing for the first team. 
with Harry Wilson, there's never been a suggestion he's going to be playing for the first team. There's, it's never really come come across at all. Klopp has sort of said, oh, I'll give him, you know, Klopp's given him the sort of the, the mouthpiece talk. So he sort of said to him, you know, yeah, he's got a future at the club. He's a good lad. We'll see how he does. But then he's just loaned him out to Derby. If Klopp was serious about getting Wilson in the first team, he'd either be in the first team or loaned to a Premier League club. Um, for me, yeah, for me, it's just, it is just that straightforward. Um, I, he did really well at Hull and he's doing really well at Derby. And I think he's found his level. But I, I'm not sure that, A, I'm not sure there's enough to suggest he's going to be good enough for us. And B, I just think that, you know, you have to be at an, at an elite level to break into a, a top, top Premier League club. And as I've said before on the show, you know, in our life, in, you know, in the last 15 years, how many players have broken from the Liverpool Academy into Liverpool's first team? Um, Raheem Sterling, Trent Alexander-Arnold, and you can have Suso because he's currently playing for AC Milan. That's about it. They are, and you know, those three players are, you know, they are generational talents. Is Harry Wilson a generational talent? Um, you know, I don't think it's disrespectful to say that he isn't that. I think he's a really good player. I think he'll have a good career. I think he'll have a really good career. I think he'll play for a lot of decent teams. But do I see him playing consistently for Liverpool, especially at his age? Because at his age, you don't want to be. And this is part of the equation, right? I think, could he come back and play once every 10, 15 games for us in the League Cup? FA Cup be a decent squad rotation? Yeah, definitely. Do I think he's going to be starting regularly in the Premier League? I don't think he's close. I genuinely, I, I think, you know, you compare him to Shakiri, you compare him to Salah, who are the types of players he's going to be competing with, Cater. I, I don't think he's anywhere near that level, and that's fine. Like, I think he's a really good player for what he is, but I, I don't think he's there. I, that, that's not where I see his career going. I see his career being a sort of a, maybe ending up at somewhere like Bournemouth and having a really decent season there, or Watford, or somewhere like that. Somewhere that's a really decent football club sort of mid to top level Premier League, but just not Premier League title material. That's my take on it. Yeah, I think, I think you've raised some, some very good points there because as good as Harry Wilson has been on his loan spells, it is important to remember he's yet to have one in the Premier League. And, and that was kind of the surprise for me this season if he wasn't going to be playing for Liverpool, if, you know, if Klopp was wanting to get, gain some more experience for Harry Wilson. That's absolutely fine at the end of the day. Wilson's only 21. Um, but it, it should have been if probably if he was thinking of a long term future, it should have been or could have been the likes of Cardiff, probably that would have been interested. And that maybe would have made a bit more sense in terms of his development just because of the rigour of the Premier League. But then again, you know, people can argue that the championship is very, very competitive. OK, it's not as high a level, but every team is kind of in it. There's no easy game in the championship. There's no easy game in the Premier League, of course. Um, but I think it is kind of interesting because. On one side, you've got his age. He's only 21. He's still young. He's still got a number of years left to develop and, and therefore then has a chance to hit his peak at Liverpool if it is the case that, you know, he's utilised by Klopp at some stage. But then again, you know, Woodburn, who we're going to come on to and, and players like that, Ojo being another one. Um, it, it kind of gets to a point where if you've not made it by, you know, 22, 23, then you're, you're starting to think, oh, were they ever going to actually make it? Ajaria as well. Another one who was sort of very, very highly, but has yet to really break into the first team picture. And I think it's it's really important. And that's only going to get even more important with the fact that Liverpool are progressing so strongly. Liverpool are now delving into the market, spending money in the likes of Fabinho and Cater. So it's not a case of, oh, we don't have any options anymore. Whereas in previous years, you know, we were turning to Barini or Lambert. Now we've got real quality on the bench, which makes it even harder. So... This age issue is even more of an issue now. 
Um, Scott, what's your take on that? Because as I said, you know, 21 years of age, you can't discount him now. That would be silly. Um, but at the same time, you know, it is one or two years until he really needs to be breaking in. And that's going to take time. He's going to need potentially another preseason or two to try and get, get Klopp's attention. But at that stage, you know, what's our attack looking like? What's our midfield looking like? Yeah, and I think I think you and Tom have both raised really, really valid points, and that's the whole. I think that's the whole issue behind it because you think on the face of it, twenty-one is it's three years younger than I am, and I don't consider myself old in the slightest. Um, but twenty-one years old for a Premier League footballer is a really, really pivotal age. He has to decide in terms of his career, in terms of where he wants to be, in terms of where he's at, and what he's already done what's going to be the best for him. I mean, you know, you look like you, like Tom so rightfully mentioned all the, you know, the last sort of three youth prospects to really come through have, have, have been doing things on a regular basis for Liverpool by the time that they're Harry Wilson's age, which does beg the question as to why Klopp hasn't kept him at Liverpool or sent him out on loan to a Premier League team. Does that suggest that Klopp doesn't think he's he's ready or he's not got it potentially it very very well could do that and I, I basically agree with everything that Tom said but at the same time it's it's one of those decisions where I would really hate to be a Premier League manager because if he sells him on at the end of the season say because Harry Wilson says I've had a couple of good loan spells I think I can go somewhere else and be playing first team football week in week out enjoying my career making the most of it etc etc I don't think that Klopp will begrudge him of that if if he doesn't see him in his plans. You know, we've all heard stories of how you know rational Klopp is in terms of these transfer negotiations. If if he isn't that hot on keeping a player around and they say, look, Gaffer, I think I need to leave for my development, he, he'll probably let him go and he'll wish him well, and there'll be no hard feeling. But it's a it, it's and you need a crystal ball and a time machine to be able to tell if you're going to make the right decision or not. But there's always, for me, that nagging fear at the back of the head, like, oh, what happens if we sell him and in like two years' time he's playing for Arsenal or Chelsea or whatever, and he's he's doing really good things in the Premier League, and then you think, oh, we should have kept him, wish we'd have kept him, and then obviously you get that's that's the, the benefit of hindsight, I guess, but then you get the whole the angry Twitter mob on your case and say, oh, well, you know, fifteen million quid for him, look at him, he's worth fifty now, it's bad business, but and this is the point I'm trying to make you can't possibly make that decision. So I guess based on current evidence, I think Klopp sees something in him. But whether it's enough, I don't know. But I don't know if he's going to give him perhaps this season, give him next pre-season and think, do you know what? Not quite good enough in comparison to what we've got because, again, as you and Tom have quite rightfully said, Shakiri has come in in the summer for not a lot of money at all. And he he has shown that he's more than capable of performing along with the likes of Firmino, Salah, Mane and the rest of the boys. Whereas if Harry Wilson's been given this chance to have the full pre-season as well and Klopp has seen him before, then why is he not being utilised by Klopp? Why is he not in the squad? So I don't know. It's really, really... I don't actually have the answer. <laughs> I know it's my ask, but I don't have the answer and I don't think anybody does. But I think at the end of the day, it will come down to what the player wants and where he wants his career to be going. But again, walking away from a club like Liverpool is never going to be easy, is it? No, I, I agree with everything Scott said that. Um, 
Yeah, I, I just don't see where he gets the minutes, personally. I mean, you look at our squad right now, where are we going to get a, a, a sizable amount of minutes for him to continue his development? Because it's been said before, at that age, the, the thing you need more than anything else is to be playing football. And I just don't see where he plays football in our team, because at the moment we've got Fabinho, who's not, who's only started one Premier League game. We've got Shakiri who started two Premier League games. We've got Sturridge, who started one Premier League game. Cater's only started, you know, four league games. So, you know, we've got, we don't really have scope in the squad to, to manage and carry another player. And here's, here's another point just quickly about the age thing. Harry Wilson's 21. He's two months older than Usman Dembele, who we're being linked with signing in January. So if you say to Klopp right now, you know, you can afford Usman Dembele, you can go out and get Usman Dembele and he's two months younger than Harry Wilson. It, it's, it's a no brainer, isn't it? That's no disrespect to Harry Wilson. It's just where we are at a club. It's just a no brainer. Like, you know the play, the quality of player that we're potentially looking at. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying we're going to go out and sign Usman in in January because I'm not. Sure, I don't think that's going to happen. But my point is that you know he's the sort of player that we're linked with. He's the caliber of player at that age that we can sort of turn around and go, you know what, this player is affordable. We can find a way to squeeze this player into our team. We should be doing that. The likes of Pulisic, who's also really young. You know, there there are these players out there who are already playing at the top level at Harry Wilson's age that are potentially in Liverpool's price range. Um, and I just don't see personally how Wilson is able to sort of supplant them. I think I think he's doing a really good job at Derby, but as I've, as I've illustrated, I just I don't see where he gets the minutes. I think the other thing is if he does go out and do well, it'll be a pain if we do have to sign him back. But he's, we, we would be able to get him back, I think, if we leave. You know, if he parts on the right terms and if we sort of say to him, you know, this is what's best for your career, there's every chance we could turn around in two years and go. Do you want to come back? Do you want to come and play for us? If if that's how it ends up, I'm as as you know as Scott says, we do need a crystal ball, and it might well be that he ends up going somewhere for fifty million in a few years. Um, I guess the other thing is Klopp will have a lot more information than we will. Klopp will know whether or not this is a lad that he wants about. And my gut just says, if this was a lad that Klopp thought was going to be in and around the first team, it would be obvious that Klopp wanted him playing for the club. Because even with players like Woodburn, right? which we'll talk about in a minute, even if he's not necessarily playing, then it's sort of, there's always that sort of idea of a passageway of a track. Whereas with Wilson, you don't get that idea of a sort of a path, if that makes sense. Like you don't get that idea that the end with him, the it's a question, right? It's a question of where is he going to end up? It's not a case of Klopp's working out the best way to get him ready to play for Liverpool Football Club. That's not the impression I've ever got with Jurgen Klopp regarding Harry Wilson. I think I think that's an interesting point because I would almost argue that the whole issue of Harry Wilson is actually a larger issue of just general football, especially in the Premier League now, because of the you know, the T V rights and the money going into football, it's so easy to go, okay, we're gonna pick up this this seventeen year old talent from uh, the Bundesliga and we're gonna put him in the squad and, and you know, anyone from the Academy is therefore just kind of shoehorned out on loan and, and that's fine you know loan spells are very very good for development and we've you know we've touched on that with Harry Wilson the only thing I would potentially argue is that are those academy players people like Ben Woodburn who kind of you know he, he went to Sheffield United I actually think he might be back at Liverpool now it, it really didn't work out for him so on one hand you've got Ben Woodburn who I think is younger and okay you know he he had a lot of moments where it looked like he was going to be the next big thing, the next big star to come into this Liverpool team. Um, but but then on the other hand, you've got Harry Wilson, who has had these um, positive loan spells. Okay, not in the Premier League. You know, we've touched on that. Regardless, he has made an impact where he's gone. He has done the job. 
Um, and so, you know, if you're an academy player, if you're someone like Ojo, Ajaria, who maybe hasn't even had that, then you know that you've got no hope. If we're talking about Harry Wilson potentially not having a hope, a lot of players in the academy are going to think, well, I'm just going to, you know, not pick up any minutes here. So is it actually a case of Harry Wilson being the perfect and literally the perfect depiction of how it is for a youth player these days? Because it is such a challenge to, you know, burst into a team of someone like Liverpool's stature. You get it at Man City, you get it at Chelsea. It's, it's very, very hard for these players to actually come through unless they are born stars with so much ability that they don't even need to go out on loan. You know, look at Phil Foden for Man City, for example. I think you're right as well. Like everything, I think we're all we're all kind of like singing from the same hymn sheet here. And I think it's with a, a degree of sadness as well, because as you've just said, they own with all the TV money and the just the way that football has has gone in the last sort of twenty years since the birth of the Premier League. You know, this we've we've lost a little bit of the romance of football, and I think fans me included, really like to cling to that. Like, you know, here's a lad that we signed when he was playing under nines football in Harry Wilson. We've had him in our academy for all this time. And here he is sort of like at this crossroads in his career. Let's get him into the side. You know, you will always get it, you know, at Barcelona. He's the next Messi. At Madrid, he's the next Ronaldo. At Liverpool, he's the next Gerard. He's the next Fowler. He's the next Carragher. You know, we've we've kind of... Football is about these these love stories. And these kind of idyllic scenarios where you're cheering on your boyhood hero and the boyhood, boyhood lad, the local lad, sorry, um, who's just scored the 89th minute winner against Everton or whatever it is. We cling to that kind of ideal situation of football, but in reality, that's, that's just not how it is. And for these youngsters coming through, I mean, it won't just have been Harry Wilson who, when Liverpool signed Shakir, we thought, well, what does that say to me? I mean, I know they'll all come out and they'll toe the party line and say, you know, it's great to have these world-class players in the squad and I can learn from them and I'm really happy to stay and fight for my place. But in the back of their heads, they just, they must be thinking, how the hell am I going to get in the team now? Like, they're just signing these world-class internationals that are, you know, scoring goals for their country at the World Cup, like Shakiri did, and have played for teams like Inter Milan and Bayern Munich and, yeah, it didn't quite work out for them, but you you can clearly tell that they've got umpteen amounts of quality. And then you've got people like Ryan Kent and Oviajaria and Shea Ojo and Harry Wilson and Ben Woodburn, who are all sitting there. And I, I guess we, we haven't really seen too much because he is really young, but Ryan Brewster, he's only like 17, 18. He's like Ben Woodburn. He is really, really young. And I guess I agree with you in, the spe- in that respect, Leanne, where this, there seems to be a path. Or was it you, Tom, that said that? I can't remember. There seems to be a clear developmental path for them. You know, Klopp's given Brewster his contract. He was in the first, he's, he's going to be in the first team squad when he comes back from injury because Klopp really sees him as an option. He's like, right, if that can do this and then we go from here to here to here to here. And this is hopefully the end game. But that doesn't really happen. And I think more so than anything, like I say, it's, it's, it's fans wanting to cheer the lad that's come through the academy who's doing so well and, have that affinity with them, but it's just not the world we live in anymore. And I think, like I say, when they signed Shakiri, I think all those lads must have just thought it might have been the final nail in their coffin, especially someone at Wilson's age seeing Shakiri come in and just think, well, he's clearly going to be the backup option to the front three now. So where does that leave me? I guess I'll go out on loan and see what I can do from there. So again, really difficult, quite sad, but also raises a lot of interesting questions as to just 
general squad management, I suppose. I guess there's a, there's a couple of interesting things to pick out there. I mean, the first thing you picked out is um, Brewster. And obviously, he's a player where it's, it's very, very clear once he's fit and once he's firing, he will be starting for Liverpool. Like that, you know, that, that Bruce is another one of those where, you know, Klopp talks about him and he sort of says, like, this is a player that will be integrated into the first team as soon as he's fit. As soon as he's ready and raring to go, he will be integrated into this first team squad. As I've said before, this is why we aren't signing a striker. This is why we're keeping Daniel Sturridge on one year on, you know, one year contracts, because we know in two, three years time, it's all going to be irrelevant because we'll have Bruce playing up front. Um, and, you know, Wilson's just not there. Do you know what I mean? Wilson's just not that player where you're, you're looking at him going, this is a lad who in two, three years time, it's not an if or it's not an if, it's a when. It, it, it's, there's no question about it. It was the same with Trent. It's, it, it was the same to an extent with Woodburn, which we'll obviously talk about, but there was never a question. Um, there was all, there was only a sort of, as I say, the path. You know, how it's about clock working out the best way for these players to get into the team, whereas with Wilson, it's always been more of a, we'll see if he blows our socks off. Um, the other thing I think that's really is um, really interesting is about, as you say, age. It, at Wilson's age, you just you, you are pretty much past it. Not past it, but you're pretty much past the point where you're going to be breaking into a side, if that makes sense. Like you're going to have to basically work your way through now. Um, I guess the other thing is we talk about the romance and we talk about how you know we want to be seeing these players playing for our club. If you're Harry Wilson, you're still in a really really good position, right? Like. If you're Harry Wilson, you're still thinking, you know what? I've got a really good opportunity here to kick on and have a Premier League career. I, I, even if you're not going to be playing for Liverpool, you're still going to be earning so much money. You've still got the potential to play for a lot of top clubs because you've still got that potential, right? The, um, you know, if he, if Derby get promoted this year and he signs for Derby 15, 20 million, he's playing for a Premier League club. If he impresses at Derby, he can then move up to the next level. So, it, you know, it's not as if because we're letting him go to a championship club or letting him go to a lower level Premier League club, that for them, that's it in many respects. Like, you know, you look at, I mean, Suso is a great example of this where he just wasn't quite good enough or he didn't quite nash or he didn't quite fit what we were after. And he's gone out and he's made a good career for himself. Um, I can't think of too many, I, I can't think of too many more off the top of my head, but John Joe Shelby's a good example of this as well. Where fine, he's not ever hit the heights that maybe we were hoping he might. He's never been a top level Premier League player, but he's doing a decent job at a decent club. He's earning decent money. So he's having a, having a decent career he's having a good career out of it so it's not necessarily for the players like harry wilson they've, they've got to be looking at this long term and i think if you're someone like wilson you you will be conflicted i mean don't get me wrong you're going to be gutted you're not it's not looking like you're going to be able to play for liverpool consistently but you've also got to be thinking you know i've got a real shot here to make to have a real career for myself especially because he's already integrated into the Wales setup as well he's got to be thinking you know what even if i don't necessarily ever hit the club heights i've still got that chance to go out and represent my country at the top level and do well in international competition so there's still i think a lot of potential there for him but for me it's just clear that that potential isn't stratospheric and i think there's no shame in that you know there's no shame in that you know the premier league's got 20 clubs in it and each club's got 20 25 players you know there's four or five hundred premier league players and it you know just to be one of those puts you in a really really good position for life and not being one of the top you know 20, 30, 40 doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to build something. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, we're sort of ag- agreeing uh, a lot of a lot of points together. Um, I, I do think it is kind of sad that we're we're in a position where Harry Wilson is doing so well um, at these respective clubs, and yet we're you know there's so many question marks over his future for Liverpool. I I do understand that it's because 
you know, this Liverpool team, as we've said earlier, is progressing and progressing fast. If, you know, Liverpool are in a, a title challenge this season, let's not kid ourselves. We got to the Champions League final last season. There's been a big injection of money this summer and the club is continuing to progress. FSG are now, you know, coming into their pockets. They're helping that development and helping that progression. And, and Klopp is always kind of looking and seeing these bargains. And, you know, when people like Shakiri become available for 13 million, of course, you're going to take, you know, the Premier League experienced player over over someone like Harry Wilson, which, you know, in itself is sad, but at the end of the day, that's just the way football goes. Um, Scott, I'll, I'll let you kind of wrap it up before we move on to another Liverpool youngster. What what has Harry Wilson got to do? Because I kind of touched on it earlier, but there's not much more he can do because he, yes, OK, we've spoken about the, the fact that he hasn't gone to a Premier League club, but that isn't necessarily his fault. Um, it, you know, it could be a case of the Champions championship sides are offering more or it's just a a case of personal preference I'm not sure again we don't know but he is performing where he goes he's doing the tasks that are set for him and doing them well and at you know at what point in time is is he gonna turn around and say okay look what more have I got to do before I grab someone's attention I think to be honest um like you you just hit the nail on the head you said a minute ago we're all agreeing with each other and kind of figuring this one out as we go along and you I think I'm going to do it again now. You've hit the nail on the head and said that what more can he do? He's, you know, he's not been given his chance at Liverpool. He was sent to Hull. He did a really good job. He came back. Klopp said, yeah, you've had a good, you've had a good loan spell. Have another one. Here's another one at Derby County. Having another good spell at Derby County. When he was developing as a youth player through the under 21s and the 23s, he was doing really good things. He was scoring lots of goals. He was really catching the eye without being given the chance at cracking it at Liverpool, there isn't anything else he can do, to be perfectly honest. I think, should he continue his good form over the course of the season at the Rams? Um, like I mean, I've, like I said, I live in Derby. I've spoken to a, a fair few of my mates and a few people on Twitter who um, I reached out to, all Derby fans, and they, they've got nothing but praise for him. They say, you know, he's got his inconsistencies. He sometimes goes a little bit missing in games and he's a bit a bit light on the ball sometimes, but he's only 21, so he's got room to improve. And I completely agree with them. But, uh, you know, without it being given that shot at actually doing it at Liverpool, I think come the end of the season, if he's had another good spell with Derby and he reports back to pre-season for Liverpool, if that's where his, the path takes him, I think he's just, to be perfectly honest, he's going to have to himself go and have that chat with Klopp and just say, just be just be real with me, boss. What's my... um. What's my trajectory looking like? Should I stay here? And what chances am I going to get? Um, and see what happens from there. Because if, if Klopp turns around to him and says, well, we're going to look to bring in two or three more bodies. Like, for example, if he said, you know, Adam's, Adam Lallana's leaving us. He's going to X club and whatever. That still leaves only one space. And I'm going to sign, actually, I'm going to sign another backup striker. I'm going to sign another centre-back. Um, I'm going to sign another wing back and I'm going to sign another creative midfielder just, you know, because, you know, for whatever reasons, maybe I want to, I want to have another title challenge. I want to win the league again. I want the Champions League again. Whatever happens, all hypothetical, he's going to strengthen. He'd be an idiot not to. We've seen how that's affecting Spurs, having not signed anybody this summer. They don't quite look like they're fit for the challenge. But at the same time, that's given youngsters like Harry Winks the chance to come through and, and come good, but again, is he one of those very few players that you get, like two or three every 10 to 15 years or whatever it was we said earlier, 
I think I think Harry Wilson's just got to go in there and be real with Klopp. Klopp, as we as we know, if he's on good terms with someone, he'll be perfectly honest and reasonable back. If Harry Wilson decides that, that he doesn't want to go out on loan again, he either is utilised at Liverpool or he goes elsewhere. I, I think that's genuinely where his career's taken him. It is sad, but at the same time, that's football. And the flip side of that is you've got to look at the positive of it is that this Liverpool squad is just too strong for him to get into at the minute, which as a supporter and someone that wants to see the team do well is is really quite exciting because if our best youth prospects are really struggling to make it into the side or give it Joe Gomez and Trent are doing really good things, then it shows that we're in a really good position to be vying for the best talents in the world, not just in our academy. And we're looking at being one of the strongest teams in world football again, which from a fan's perspective, is a bit bittersweet in terms of the whole youngsters coming through the academy, I guess. Yeah, I completely agree with you. So we'll um, we'll move on there um, to another Liverpool youngster who we've kind of touched on a little bit as we're going. Um, but it's Bedwin, Ben Woodburn, who Ollie Emerson wrote a really good article on. And, and he's basically discussing Woodburn's future as well and saying, you know, despite having only just turned 19, it is a crucial season for Woodburn in his development. Um, I touched on earlier the Sheffield United loan that didn't really work out in terms of the championship. And, and so Wally's argument is very much that the next few months are going to be crucial in terms of Woodburn's overall future because so far it's been defined by moments. His career, he obviously was the youngest goal scorer for Liverpool and I think that was against Leeds. Um, and, you know, he, he's had flashes of brilliance, but again, it's it's kind of been a struggle to take those and, and really work on them and develop more and push into that first team picture. So, Scott, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on Ben Woodburn? Is it kind of a similar case to Harry Wilson, but actually maybe a little bit more? Um, you know, he's not had the loan spells that Harry Wilson is. OK, he's two years younger, but is it actually uh, kind of a negative that he's gone on loan to Sheffield United and it's not worked out? That does not look good. And I'm, again, I'm not count- discounting the player who's only just turned 19 now. That would be very, very naive because this is a player who has already shown his talents. But it's almost like he he hit his peak um, when he scored that Leeds goal and everyone thought, OK, sky's the limit for this kid. He's going to continue to to go from strength to strength from that point. And it just hasn't really worked out that way. Well, this is the um, this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, we, we've just been speaking about Harry Wilson, who's gone away to two different championship sides and had two, so far, really successful loan spells. Ben Woodburn is two years his junior, has gone out to Sheffield United and things just haven't worked. For, for what reasons they are, we'll never truly know. I mean, we can, we can look on the surface of it and say, okay, well, if, a, if a player's gone somewhere and they're not performing and they're not getting picked, sorry, and they've been sent back to the parent club, they're a footballer. You look at their performance. It's like if you went for a new job and then you, you know, on a trial period and they went, actually, this guy's not what we were looking for. You, you know, your trial period gets done in and then you're back at your old place or whatever it is. You've got to look at your performance. Um, so I suppose that is quite a worrying thing because I mean, I went to a few preseason games over the last few, last few years and I remember particularly going to see him at, uh, going to see Liverpool when they played Wigan. I think it was uh, not preseason, just gone season before, and he looked really good. He, I think, he got about forty-five minutes, 
And I remember talking to my friend and sitting and looking at him thinking, this kid's, this kid's good. He's really good. He's fast. His movement's good. His touch is incredible. He's got skill. He can finish. He's got vision. So, you know, he's obviously got the raw talent, but it's then shaping that talent and taking that next step forward. Um, because obviously as he's progressing, the people around him are progressing. If his progression stunts a little bit and his growth stops, then what does that say about him? Is it his mentality? Is it that he, like you said, peaked too early? Is it something to do with just everything? You know, it could, it could be something quite as simple as that he's gone to Sheffield United and it just, it just wasn't for him. He didn't feel comfortable. He wasn't comfortable with the manager's style of play. He just, you know, he he's a young lad and he's been farmed out on loan and he's, it's just not agreed with him going there. We see it happen with, like, Memphis Depay when he came to United. He just, he was a shadow of the player that he is currently at Lyon. It happens. These these things happen. Suso at Liverpool, yeah, he was good, but he was nowhere near as good as he is at Milan. It happens. These things are just, it's just natural. It's just football. It's the way it is. And we haven't got that crystal ball that I mentioned earlier, but... It's like Tom said earlier, a few a few years ago, that there seemed to be this plan for Ben Woodburn. This Klopp, he was clearly like catching Klopp's eye, and Klopp seemed to have a plan for him. But things have all gone a little bit pear shaped. So, be interesting to see what happens now that Klopp's got him back. Will he send him out on another loan in January? I don't know. I presume he will try. And then. It depends how that loan spell goes. Because if he doesn't go out on loan, realistically, he's not going to get near the first team squad until perhaps FA Cup third round and then maybe fourth round. And then how many more sniffs is he going to get? And especially when you consider going forward next season, we're going to have Oxlade Chamberlain back fit as well. So that's another midfielder to compete with on top of all of the other people that we've already got, all the signings that we, we may or may not make. Nobody knows. So, it's, it, again, I don't really think I have the answer, but if he's in Klopp's plans, maybe this season loan to Sheffield United that has backfired may have altered Klopp's plans. I don't know. But it's something that I think will need to be, he'll need to be assessed pretty closely because if it's gone wrong for a certain reason and he's just stopped progressing, then that is a concern and I don't think he'll be around too much longer. Whether it was just a situational kind of thing remains to be seen, but I think Klopp will really be keeping his eye on him, monitoring him in his youth team games. And should he still see that positive light in him, I think he'll probably send him out on loan again in January and then decide what he wants to do with him again, sort of mid-pre-season next, next year, really. I think part of the issue is, and I think you kind of touched on this, sometimes there is nothing you can do. Like Sometimes it's got nothing to do with you at all. Um, I mean, I mean, this is something that Ollie touched on the article. You know, Sheffield United have switched to a different formation that maybe he won't have played in before, um, that maybe doesn't suit him. But also, it's just about he's not getting the minutes. If you don't, sometimes it's not a case of you know looking at his performances. If you're getting bit part roles to play, you just you don't have any any chance to make your impact. You know, especially when you're a young player, it's a lot of pressure to sort of go. Well, we want you know you want to earn your way into the first team, but suddenly you're given you know here's 15 minutes go and earn your way into the first team. By the way, we're 3-0 up and we're not really cruising and we're not really pressing, so, you know, just sort of see it out. How are you supposed, you know, how are you supposed to sort of explode in those sorts of situations when you're getting 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there? He's only started one game, one league game this season, so it's very, very difficult for him to, and maybe, maybe it is a case of he's just not quite meshed behind the scenes, but equally, if you're a decent club who's got a lot of decent players, you're not going to be shoe- shoehorning this lad into the first 11 to accommodate him just because you've got to deal with Liverpool. 
he they don't maybe don't see him as being a player that they're going to keep having long term, especially if especially if as Klopp talks about Liverpool clearly want him back. If that makes sense, you know, it's not as if he's a player that's been sort of. As I think there are two types of loans, right, at this sort of stage in their careers. There are loans where they're clearly being farmed out to be sold, and this is like the Ojo, your Wilsons, your you're going out on loan and your job is to basically get your value up and play well enough that someone will buy you. The Markoviches, if you will, you know, those sorts of players. And then there's the Woodburns who are, you're, you're being loaned out with the view that you're going to come back. And when you come back, you're going to be good. And it's quite, and, and for a lot of teams like Sheffield United, when, you know, they've got their own promotion hopes, they want to have a good season. They're playing a, a formation that he's never played before. He's not a priority for them. And that's an issue for him personally. And it's a big issue for Klopp because it's, it's not even for me that he's not impressed. It's that he's not been given any opportunity to impress at all. And that for me is a big issue because at his stage in his career, the biggest thing he needs is to be playing lots and lots of minutes to develop himself so he can work out who he is as a footballer. He can sort of build his body up, get himself in a place where he is happy with who he is as a player and as a footballer. And I think it's really, really important that he's getting the minutes more than anything else, more than even playing well. I think the minutes are more important at this stage. And that's why it's so frustrating for Klopp in particular, because it's not even I don't think he's actually done anything wrong. It's not like he's getting a lot of minutes and he's failed to impress. He's just not getting the chances to impress at the moment. And that's that's the biggest issue, I think. The fact that that, um, the fact that he's just not it's not that his loan spell isn't working so much as that his loan spells never got going. And that's that's arguably worse. It's not like he's had an Ojo or had a Markovic where they're, they're, they've just taken one look at him and gone, no, you can, you're not that good. I think it is, it is just that he's not been able to really get much of a fair crap of the whip. And I mean, you know, this is something that Sheffield United themselves admit. They, you know, it's just a case that he's the, coming to the wrong team at the wrong time and they don't need his specific type of player. That's the, I think it's unlucky more than anything else, but that unlucky or not, when you're a young player, you need everything to go right for you. That's the biggest issue for me, for him. You know, when you are 19, 20, you need everything you can get to go for you because you can, you know, it's so easy to slip into the Harry Wilson territory where you're 21 on loan at a championship club and that's, you know, there is no way back in many respects. And I think that's, you know, you're only ever one bad loan spell away as a young player from suddenly being not tainted goods, but a problem. And I think that, you know, it's a really big, ask for him at this stage to work his way back into Klopp's plans because unless Klopp unless Klopp really really wants him to succeed in which case Klopp will Klopp will go tooth or nail to make sure that he finds somewhere or is playing around the first team and hopefully that's the case hopefully Klopp will come up with a solution to this issue um but at the moment it's looking not great for him on a personal level and that's a real shame because I think he is one of those players who as I mentioned Klopp clearly saw him and went this lad's going to play for us at some stage and it's a real shame that at the moment it's looking like that's sort of stalled a bit. Which, I mean, as, as Leanne says, he's only 19. That, for me, is the big thing in his favour. He's not 20, 21, 22. He's not reaching the point where he has to be playing football. But he is reaching a point where he needs to be showing that he's going in the right direction. And at the moment, he can't. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think the the one thing I would say that you've pointed out there, which is, is kind of um, interesting, is that Sheffield United, they do play a certain way. They do have a formation that, um, Harry uh, Woodburn even wasn't accustomed to, but I actually considered that a really good opportunity for him to learn because as a youngster, you know, learning that tactical discipline, learning to play different systems is so, so crucial. Even learning to play different positions, sometimes a winger gets put into centre mid and that helps their development because they appreciate what others around them are doing. They have more awareness, more control. 
uh, more ball retention. And so it was almost like that was kind of an opportunity in itself because it was a challenge that Woodbone wasn't kind of expecting or used to. And so it was it was a great opportunity for him. Um, so, yeah, it, it is very disappointing. Quite worked out for him. The only thing I'd say is, you know, what's what's the next step for Woodburn? Because, as you said there, Tom, stalled is completely the right word. He he was kind of the man on everyone's lips. Everyone was thinking this is going to be the next big guy through the academy that's going to make a real difference to Liverpool for several years. And, of course, he's only 19. I'm going to reiterate that time and time again because any listeners might think, OK, why are you writing off someone who is so young? But I think the, the overriding issue is that he has stalled massively and in order to get that up he's going to need a series of loan spells not just one maybe not just two possibly three and again you you know you're talking about the time frame there because potentially he's going to be in a uh, Wilson situation where in a couple of years okay he's he'd regain that um, momentum but he's so much older that actually Liverpool again are advancing because at the moment I think he falls into the category of kind of watching Liverpool go by. He stood there, he's stalling while Liverpool keep on churning, keep on moving. Um, so Scott, what what has he got to do to kind of break through? Well, it's it's interesting where you both discussed different loan cases there, and I just thought of another. And it, it's what you know when Divock Origi went to Wolfsburg last season, whether it was in a team, he you know he started off quite brightly, but then. Circumstances change. They change man. They think they had about two new managers in the time that he was there. Whether that's had something to do with a, a Ben Woodburn situation, I'm not saying that there's been upheaval at Sheffield United, but when things don't quite go right, like Arigi's managerial situations, and it maybe have disrupted him and his manager wanted to play differently, and then with Woodburn, is it the fact that he's gone there? He's only he's not the managers. It's not even that the manager doesn't want him there. It's just the manager's not playing him so you're quite right in saying how long does it continue before he becomes damaged goods and then nobody wants him because if you look at Origi now there's there's not been that many serious sort of offers coming in for him you know there's talk of there was talk of Wolves there's been talk of a few teams but there's, there's been nothing of note so Woodburn's got to be really careful and, and it is crazy to talk about a 19 year old this way because I mean, it's this is just the brutal nature of football, I think. I mean, he's just got to pick very carefully, I think. Klopp has got to sit down and work out with him very well and very succinctly how he's going to go about planning his next move. Because I think you're quite right in saying it's definitely going to be a low move. I can't see him coming back to Liverpool and playing too much of a big part next season because he's missed out and his on so much football and experience and his growth has been it's it's just been stopped in its tracks I think he needs to really really consider and wheel out the best option for him and Klopp's the best person for that in all fairness he's got that going for him and and he's a manager that clearly sees his his prospects and um, sees what he could potentially do for the team going forward but he just needs to be really careful and really pragmatic about how he goes about picking his next move because, like I say, if, if it's if it's not the right one, he could end up being really sort of cast into the shadows and people just think, oh yeah, but he went to Sheffield United and he didn't play. Why is that? Is it because he's no good or is it because he didn't get a chance? But oh yeah, but then he went to I don't know. Let's just pluck a team out there. He went to he went to I don't know Sheffield Wednesday or whatever. Just uh, just freeze of of conversation. 
and he went there and he he was given the chances and he didn't do anything. So he's got to be really careful. He's got to look to go to a team that play styles of football that he's used to, maybe a similar style to a clock team. Um, and he's just got to sit down and think about really how it's almost like planning your when you have your appraisal at work. I think he's got to sit down and think right, what do I want to achieve out of my next next loan spell? Do I want to go there with an eye to saying, okay, I'm now one more season away from being a Liverpool regular, or do I want to go there and just get pure experience? Do I want to go there and sell myself, as Tom said? And I, I've never really thought about the loan spells in that kind of aspect. It's a really good point. But I think that is that is the way in which Ben Woodburn needs to, needs to think about his Liverpool future, really. Otherwise, he's going to end up going somewhere that he doesn't really want to be. And it's going to stunt his growth even further. I guess an interesting question that's just come into my mind that I'll post both of you. I'll start with you, Tom. Um, the Carabao Cup, obviously, Liverpool aren't in it anymore. And it's it's kind of a Mickey Mouse Cup that a lot of big teams like Liverpool, like City, they don't really show much interest in. OK, they will field a, a decent team, but that's more because they have the depth of quality rather than the fact that they're playing their starting eleven per se. Um, now, we did get a, a tough draw this time round, but is that maybe a factor in, in the case of these young players' development? Because that would necessarily, it would be a game or a, a competition where you would see the, the likes of the youth players coming through and getting some form of minutes, those that are stuck at Liverpool. So, you know, your Ajari is your Woodburns, now he's back. OK, that may only be one or two games, um, depending on the progression of the team. But in itself, that is still an opportunity for Klopp to watch them, for Klopp to see their development and to see, okay, you know, he needs to work on this, he needs to work on that, and give some kind of checklist or or catch up with the players where they can say and and he can identify what needs to be done in order for them to reach their potential. Is that is that a factor, or am I just you know clutching at straws here and and it's it's one or two games which would make a bit of a difference, but not much. I, I just think the Carabao Cup is so different to any other competition. There's not a lot you can really learn from it. I think particularly when part of the... Part, you don't really see how players play until they're playing together consistently. And the Carabao Cup is always so chop and change. There's always so many different teams played, you know, different midfields, different attacks. I mean, you you know, we, we, we went to the Carabao Cup game earlier this season and Liverpool looked really off the pace for the first, you know, 30, 40 minutes because that midfield just didn't have the cohesion. It was more a lack of, it wasn't a lack of individual quality. It was just a lack of cohesiveness. And it's going to be the same, you know, if you're throwing all these, unless you play a full under 23 team, which is why I think the under 23s is quite a decent idea in the first place. But, you know, you throw in the likes of Woodburn, the likes of, uh, say, for example, argument Wilson, and you're throwing them in alongside for, you know, Mo Salah, uh, you know, cater whoever and then you're suddenly sort of saying to them you know go out and impress me it's a very difficult job to do especially when the team is not necessarily playing on the same wavelength um it's a very difficult balance to find personally i just think and the, the other issue is the longer you go in the league cup the more you might actually win it and the closer you actually get to winning it the more you kind of actually have to take it seriously so, so yeah it's just one of those isn't it i think you know i think you i think it is more along the lines of it's just one or two games and there's not really a lot to be learned from them but maybe Scott disagrees with me. What, what's your take on it, Scott? Um, the Carabao Cup is... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've been to quite a few Carabao Cup games in the last few years. And you're quite right in saying is putting a few youngsters out on the pitch against a team 
for example, I think it was either the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup I went to about two years ago when Liverpool were away at Burton Albion. All due respects to Burton Albion who were in the Championship at the time, they're, they're, they're a decent side, but what can, what, what are they really going to learn from putting Ben Woodburn on the pitch for 75 minutes against a really tired or, you know, a tiring team towards the end of it, um, full of Championship slash League One players? Uh, the same goes, I guess, for, for any team they could have come up against who was sort of lower level championship to League One. Um, like I said, I've got a massive respect for Burton Albion. I'm living and working in the area, so that's not in any way meant to be derogatory. Um, but it's really tricky. I mean, and is it, is it also worth as well? You've got to bear in mind for these players, is it worth keeping them around for the potential cup games that they're going to get? So, Say, say Liverpool is still in the, in the Carabao Cup, you're going to get a couple of, so what is it, third, fourth round, maybe quarterfinals. So there's three games max. And then you've got first two or three rounds of the FA Cup. That's like, if they play all of those games and the team stays in the competition for all of that time, that's at most five full games of football. Like, I'm not being funny, but five games isn't enough. It's not enough to, to judge whether someone's making improvements or anything because in those five games you could anything could happen you could in that run of time you could be feeling really good about yourself and then the FA Cup third round comes around and you're starting and you score and you assist and you think great this is fantastic by the time the fourth round comes around you could have had a niggly hamstring you could have not been getting to grips with something in training you could just not be on it on the night as all players aren't all the time and then you then you look totally out of your depth again and so this is this is why players are scouted over a period of months and sometimes years because you know these big teams want to see how these players go from point a to 18 months in the future where they've been playing regularly in the Bundesliga or whatever it is they want to see how these players have developed so I mean it's really tricky I I just I can't, again, I'm, I'm sort of struggling for words a little bit because, as I said earlier, I don't have the answer for the Harry Wilson situation. I don't have the answer for the Ben Woodburn situation. But you've only got to sort of hope for them, really, that they're going to get something something together in terms of form, in terms of momentum, in terms of a good pre-season, or if it's a loan spell that it works out for them and it's not for Ben Woodburn's sake and other Sheffield United, for whatever reason that may be. I mean, I, having seen him play a few times, I'd like to think that he could get another loan spell in January, do something good, uh, and then come back into Klopp's thinking, have a good pre-season and then go from there. I think it'll be, if that does happen, I think it'll be another season out on loan after that and then Klopp sees where he's at with him, but like I said, it, it's just so tricky. The romantic in me wants to wants to have these two young Welsh lads sort of doing the business for us as our academy prospects, but in reality, it's going to be so difficult for them. Yeah, I I think we're all in agreement, really, as we've spoken about. Uh, but we'll wrap up there. Um, so Scott, I'll go to you first. Have you got anything to plug? Um, well, I'm I need to actually find something to to write about for gags uh, <laughs> before. So if you're listening, um, I am on it, I promise. Um, <laughs> so there'll be something coming out uh, from me, hopefully towards the tail end of this week, start of next week. And then there are a couple of other sites that I'm writing for. Um, so I'm constantly churning out articles. Um, and then, like I say, 
I'm always happy to engage with people on Twitter as I did with this Harry Wilson stuff. So thanks for anyone who's listening who may have contributed to that Derby fan, Hull fan, or Liverpool fan. So um, you can find me on Twitter at Scott Seagroom, always up for uh, educated debate, shall we say, rather than straying into the uh, trolling side of things. <laughs> and Tom, anything from you? I've got an article that will be coming out in the next uh, day or two, and that is on... It's a, it's a little bit of... It's a, on both Salah and Mane, but it's mainly focused on Salah and just how, basically, he is our attack in many respects. Like He's, by so far and away, our, our best attacking player and so far and away our most influential attacking player. And basically, he's just a god. And yeah, just basically how Salah's brilliant. That's <laughs> basically my article. I, I write a lot of articles. I write a lot, of, a lot of articles about Mo Salah being brilliant because I think he's the best player this club has had, apart from possibly Suarez, in you know a long time. All right. Um, from my point of view, I've written a article comparing the two starts of the Open Ten games of last season and this season, and then there'll be an article out in the coming days about Sheldon Shakiri and how he's already proving that he's way more. Um, well, he he's worth a lot more to this team than the 13 million that we paid for him. So. Definitely check that out if you're a Shakiri fan. I think he's really hit the ground running, um, especially in the last week, and look forward to seeing more. So uh, we'll wrap up there. Thank you, Scott, for joining us, and thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll be back next week. Podcast Network.